This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. It is the Cigar Authority, and we are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire. Come on by and visit us. We are at Exit 1 off Route 95, Two Guys Smoke Shop in Seabrook, New Hampshire, doing the Cigar Authority live this week. Today, Saturday, April 30th, 2011. Mr. Jonathan, are you with us? It's a madhouse in here. I- I've watched 50 tickets for the anniversary party go in the last half an hour. We're selling tickets. And uh, Chuck Morrison back with us. Hi, hey, Chuck. boys. How are Welcome you? Welcome back. Uh, 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234. A cigar about a cigar about a show about cigars. And nothing. Cigar Authority. And, 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 and it's and, about nothing. And nothing. This week, uh, two guys. Not two guys smoke shop, but two guys, one stick. That's what they call Two guys, one stick. Well, that's original. That's original. Two guys. It's good. I like that. It caught my attention. The lawyers are on it right now as we speak. Nice. No, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, they're a blog site who rates cigars by value. I kind of like it. In my opinion, that's the only way to rate a cigar. That's how you buy a cigar as a retailer, and that's what I am. I'm a retailer. How do we buy cigars? We buy on value. When I ask uh, Mike Havey in the Salem store yep. to pick me out a cigar, he says, not, what do you want the cigar to look like? Not, what do you want it to taste like? What are you looking to spend today? That's it. Ah. That's the first thing he asked me. Okay. So if I'm in a 5 to $6 range, that's what I tell him. And then he goes through. He doesn't look and say, okay, uh, do you want a perfect leaf, perfect wrapper? No. That's not what he asks. Value. What do you want to spend? Yep. Okay, and and that's what these guys believe in. So, uh, pretty interesting site, and I and I went through it and saw some uh, interesting stuff. And we'll talk with those guys, and we'll have them on. Uh, I believe in the second hour, right? We that's have them correct. on the second hour. Also, finally, finally, we get our first shot here at Berlin Wall. What a beautiful package, huh? Man. This is it right here. Eric Gorgeous. Yet again. If anything they do, it's packaging. They do great cigars, but the packaging is unbelievable. And uh, they must have a deal with um, the UPS people because everything that they have weighs a ton. (laughs) So the shipping must be astronomical. Oh, yeah. It's outrageous. But they have beautiful stuff anyway. And this cigar is a little different than the rest of their cigars. This one's made in Honduras. Everything else has been made at the Davidoff factory in the Dominican Republic. This is the first thing they have out here made in Honduras at the Camacho factory, which is now owned by Davidoff, and we'll get into that and everything. And joining us, uh, telling us about Berlin Wall, will be Victor Vitale from the Cigar Agency. They're the global distribution point for Hammer and Sickle, and we'll have them on, and uh, he'll talk about that. Prices are going up on everything, including cigars, and we'll tell you about that. We're looking for great value price products. We're talking about value. Well, we're hearing the news all around. Different cigar brands are going up, and we'll, we'll tell you about that. Speaking of price, yep. later on, we're also going to talk about cigars being a good investment. That's right. As a result of these price increases, buying at the right time, mm. the right cigars. It's just like playing the stock market. Sometimes the cigar goes up in value. 
If it was a really good buy, sometimes it goes down, sometimes it stays the same. So being smart about what you're purchasing. If you're into investing in cigars. Hey, man. Which, again, as a retailer, I am. When prices go up, you know what happens to my inventory? It becomes more valuable. Mm. We make money. Although, at this time in the world right now, it's not what I'm looking for as a price increase. Right. All of a sudden, the value of our product is up, but the customers start fading away because we know that this is a product that nobody needs. They don't have to have it. There's no addictive quality to it. If you want to stop smoking cigars today, you just stop smoking cigars today. I Unlike have stopped you times. as a cigarette smoker. X. X. X cigarette smoker. Yes. Proud of that. Nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> and no you problem. Fail. You fail. You're fine. Oh, I'm totally fine. Good, yeah, it's, it's four months now, so, it's yeah, it. it's never going back to that crap. Oh, beautiful. It's beautiful. impressive. It is. Mind it over is. matter right they, there, baby. They, they say it's the toughest thing. I, I was never been a cigar, cigarette smoker, so I don't know, but they say it's the toughest right, thing. Hurry up and read the station thing, because I want to talk about lighting a cigar. All right, cigar. go ahead. <laughs> read, read, read the stations. Go ahead. All right, we've got WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire, WARL 1320 Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island, and WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio, Manchester, New Hampshire. And following us live on video streaming on Ustream.tv. We're back with those guys. If you want to watch this mess, go on to Ustream.tv or thecigarauthority.com. Watch live, and you can see the stuff, and you can go chat. Someone actually just mentioned that they heard that uh, um, Berlin Wall had issues with UPS, specifically with the packaging hmm. uh, being damaged in transit. His local brick-and-mortar is having trouble getting the product there because... The packaging. Uh, the packaging was damaged. It is unbelievable. The packaging is beautiful. I mean, this look, looks like an urn. <laughs> it looks like an urn. It's beautiful. You could it be is, like. Uh, it is heavy and beautiful. Al Lewis, who had himself cremated and then he was buried in his favorite cigar box. This could be it. Wow. Al Lewis, Grandpa from the Munsters. That's right. What was their address? Where did they live? I don't know. 1313 Mockingbird Lane. I was going to say Mockingbird, but I, I wasn't yeah? sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Sorry. That's where they lived. I know this ridiculous I stuff. I can't find truck. my way home sometimes, but I know these ridiculous things that are in my head. It's terrible. Uh, what else are we going to talk well, about? Well, time out, man. We're, we, we are podcasting as well. We can't leave out our oh, podcast yeah. listeners. We're on podbean.com as well as iTunes. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, hey, the show is actually picking up. It's it, it's starting. It's unbelievable. Into, this is week 56. Chuck, wow. two days after posting the podcast, we were at 120 hits on the podcast. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Growth, it's, baby. It's growing. Okay. All right. So, so we've we've had a couple of emails. Uh, busting my chops sometimes about the different flavors that I pull out of cigars because that's kind of been my thing. Um, and when you're going to be on a show like the Berlin Cigar Wall. Authority. Berlin Wall, Churchill is smoking. Wow. Thank you for interrupting okay, my, go ahead. my flow. <laughs> this, this is so, what it is. Is he talking? This is well, yeah, exactly. If I'm talking, he's just thinking about what he's going to say next, and then when he has a thought, go he vomits ahead. it out. Go ahead. All right, so I was trying to figure out, you know, I was the producer like Chuck is now, and I wanted to be a personality on the show. So what is, was. What is it that I'm going to do? Like, what's going to be my thing? And as I'm thinking that, I'm smoking the cigar, and I'm like, this tastes a lot like a peanut butter sandwich or whatever I was thinking. And I'm like, well, that's the answer. If I if I can think of different ways of comparing the cigar to food, yeah. you know, I'll be able to tie in at the time Tommy Grello was on the show with you, he was the food guy, but he wasn't really talking so much about how the cigar tasted like food. He was talking about how it would pair with food. Right. So it was a it was an opportunity for me to jump in and kind of develop a I don't know, following or whatever. Um, so what I do when I'm gonna pull a flavor from a cigar, Chuck, is uh, I always cut the end. 
I use my own cutter because uh, it's not uncommon for me to wet the end of my cigar before I cut it if it feels like it's dry. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that if you're using someone else's cutter. This is my cutter. Correct. Yeah. I, I, I want to say it, though, while you're mentioning it. I will never it... use a store cutter again because I've just seen it too many times and I'm horrified. I don't want to make out with every guy in the store. Right. You go into a some cigar of them, store. Some of them, but not all of them. If you're going to use the cutter that belongs in the store or somebody else's, if I was going to borrow your cutter. I would warn you that I lick mine. Et etiquette. You do not lick the cigar and wet the cigar and then use the cutter and hand it back to the guy. <laughs> You don't do it. Don't use it in a store like that either. It drives me crazy. we got to boil the things after, and it's awful. Yeah, you boil them. Whatever. We boil, we boil them. So anyway, so then I take a pull on the cigar. Unlit. 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 See what I'm tasting. Now, how deep is your cut? I, I typically just do the tip, just enough to, to open up the airway. That's what and you then I'll, then I'll pull. Thank you. Then I'll pull on it, and if it's not enough, you can always take off a little more. But what you can't do is fixed when you've cut off too much. That's right. So you can cut more after, although now you put it in your mouth. At that point, you put it in your mouth. That's and right. then you're going to recut. That's hey, right. Whatever. It's my cutter. <laughs> um, so the, thing, the flavor I'm getting is raisins right away. It's not uncommon for a tobacco product to pre-light taste like raisins. So now it comes the toasting process. You just warm up the end of the cigar, get it nice and happy. Happy, happy, happy. We're smoking Berlin Wall. This is the Churchill we're smoking from Honduras, made by the folks from Camacho for Eric Hansen and his hammer and sickle brand. This is called Berlin Wall. Go ahead. Now, different people vary on how they like to pull the flavors. I know two guys, one stick. They base almost all of their evaluations on exhaling through their nose exclusively. So the flavors they pull out are what's coming out of their nose from that exhaust. Well, you have lots more taste buds. There are. That way, yeah. So what I do is I typically will exhale completely through my mouth, and then I'll use whatever remnant of smoke is left in there, and I'll push that out through my nose using my tongue to kind of pull the flavors out, and then that's how I do it. And what, are you, what are you getting besides the raisin? You, you taste it pre-light because it becomes very different now to smoke added to it. Do they become warmer raisins? Well, Jerry's still out. Hang on. Okay, takes a little while to end up it doing does. it. So this is the Hammer and Sickles Berlin Wall, and it runs about $7 a cigar, $7 and up. And uh, as I said, it is uh, very unique packaging where it's all marble. These are boxes at 20 The cigar band. It is marble. It's marble. Feel this. Yeah, we were looking at it earlier. I was like, that can't be marble. I'm think I was thinking it was like a cultured marble or something, but I don't think so. saying it's 100% yeah, marble. Yeah, I mean, it weighs huh? like... It does weigh a ton. I would say this is, uh, yeah. and uh, that that kind of metal plaque that's on the top of it. Kind of reminds me of my uh, wife's backside. It's a little thick and heavy. I like it. I love that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what else I like, I like, Dave, about the packaging is the band. Yeah, this is a brass band. I don't think it's ever been done in a cigar before. This is real brass. And wow. uh, instead of being glued around it because the brass bends, it's just uh, hanging on there. Bent around it. Bent around and holds well, and printed right on it. Not printed, actually embossed into the band is um, hammer, and then underneath it is it's, it's hard to read. I, I want to say that when my grandfather was a kid, it was not uncommon to have metal bands around your cigar, uh, a cigar ring they called it. Never, never. You made that up. I did not make that up. You drank because it. I, I believe that my grandfather's brother. 
my great 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 uncle Earl or whatever it is, okay. uh, proposed to his wife using a ring of a cigar. Yeah, it was paper though. Paper really? ring, yeah. Wow. No metal. Because he was a cheap son of a gun. And he well, he, wanted, he was romantic. He wanted to do it. This with, would actually work. This, this would, would work. This is a, I, I don't believe if anybody knows out there any different that there was ever a cigar made other than with a paper band, something made of brass or some sort of metal. Um, I know that um, just last year, the Macanudo people made a Macanudo vintage and they put a metal band on it. Um, it was a big giant plug of metal uh, it was the weirdest thing uh, we actually didn't carry it ourselves it didn't make any sense to me but i know there was something out there but, uh, but as far as a band looking like a band this is the first time i've ever, i've ever seen a metal band and i am the cigar authority therefore it is fact <laughs> <laughs> and even if it is in fact you'll say it we're gonna, is we're gonna go with and it chuck anyway. knows the rules he doesn't correct you on the air unlike chris last week he corrected me two times live on the radio what were the corrections doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Turns out I he was, was he was I wrong, was, and I didn't I know that less, he was wrong yet. So I was less than right, which is the best you're going to get. <laughs> uh, we have a, a Honduran Criollo wrapper on this Honduran binder, and the filler is Honduran, Dominican, and Nicaraguan. They call it medium-bodied. It is a copper band, marble box. It is the Berlin Wall. The wait is over. It is finally here. And speaking of the wait is over. What's going on here with people coming in the store and it's being busy early in the day? What is going on? What is going on? Today begins the sale of Two Guys Smoke Shop's 26th anniversary let's just, tickets. Let's just say it. Today begins and ends. If you don't get your ticket today, you're not getting a ticket. Literally, it's, it's the first hour. There were 125 tickets sold. That's more than 100 an hour. And then... But, you know, there's no sign of stopping here in Seabrook, your slowest store. I can only imagine what's going on in Salem and Nashua. We have a total of 340 tickets to sell. We've sold 200 uh, before we went on the air. Wow. So in two hours, we're averaging 100 tickets an hour. It should, at this rate, it should wrap up in... Uh, I was here 15 minutes before the store opened. There were already 10 people in line. I think it's safe to, to say by the, by the time the show is over, sold out. It would be nice to report that. Um, so uh, I know Ed's listening. Ed, send me a text when we sell out. Yeah, if we, I say we like I work here. You're right. <laughs> he hates that. But it's your show. I mean. But yeah, I, I think the rush has happened already with the people that really had to get in and make sure they got in uh, in advance and early and stuff. And, and maybe maybe it will last some days or whatever. But I'll, I'll tell you about it if you're out there listening and you're interested to go to the best cigar party ever. And I'm not just saying that because I own the joint, because it actually is the best cigar party ever. It's, it's actually up there with regular parties. It's, a, it's just a good time. Yeah. It is. Uh, every year we have an anniversary party celebrating uh, the years the Two Guys Smoke Shop's been in business. It's 26 years now, and we have a, uh, a great dinner. And along with it, we have all the cigar celebrities uh, that show up, and everybody shows up. Who's who? The who's who of it, for sure. I don't want to start rattling the names off, because I'll leave some out. it takes forever. And it takes forever. <laughs> but every, everybody that's anybody ends up coming here, so you get to meet all the cigar celebrities. we got a great band coming this year, which is Rico Barr and the Jump and Jive Review. And they're going to do all kinds of 30s music, nice. uh, 30s and 40s. I've actually, I've, I thought about this last week when you mentioned the name of the band. I've seen them play before. I, I went. Um, I was promoting a swing event, and I went to a Lindy Hop event to pass out flyers. And they were the band that was playing, and they were phenomenal. I have never seen them. Phenomenal. But, but, but I cool. heard they were great, so they got hired because how many 30s and 40s groups are there? 
out there doing this stuff, uh, and why do we need a 30s and 40s group for a, night, for a uh, 26th anniversary party is because the prize we're giving away. We typically have a fantastic door prize. Well, this year we have... Everybody gets one door prize, which is a Monopoly game that we're making up Cigaropoly with all the parts, all the, all the real estate pieces on the board are different cigar brands. And it's the people that are participating in it that are going to be there. So there's going to be 22 cigar brands that are part of this Monopoly board. And we had a lot of fun with the uh, chance and the community chess um, Cards. Cards. And, 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 uh, I wanted so bad to have a Mr. Jonathan Square, and I got vetoed on every There is a Cigar way. Authority Square. There's a Cigar Authority Square. There's a two-guy smoke so, shop square. So um, 75%, Mr. Jonathan, but it's not the whole thing. Now, how do you get <laughs> how do you get how does how does one get the monopoly board just being part of it as you get eliminated during the event and it's an elimination night the night is just not we're going to pull the thing it's a game show throughout and at the end as you get eliminated this is your consolation prize so everybody leaves with something cool. anyway cool they're going to leave with 22 cigars the greatest night of their life along with great music and entertainment meeting the cigar celebrities the, the game, but one lucky person is going to leave with a 1936 Cadillac Fleetwood automobile. This automobile, there was 900 of these automobiles ever made. I hear that there's only three left in existence. This, the finest one of all. 55,000 original miles. This thing is virgin in every way. Right now, if you're anywhere near the Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, it is parked right out front with red ropes around it on a red carpet. I was hoping to get it here today, but that's where it is, and uh, it's spectacular. Cool. Somebody gets to leave with that. That's going to be the door prize of the night. So it's going to be a great, great night. Tickets are $200 to go to, to this event. The event is on Wednesday, September 21st. So it's a long ways off, but we just take care of this part, selling the tickets all in one day. Tickets go on sale today at 10 o'clock in the morning. As I said, we sold more 945. than... 9.45. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were early. <laughs> and there were people here waiting. I believe but, it. There were. Uh, so all three cigar stores, all two guys smoke shop locations uh, are selling the tickets right now. Uh, you can go to Two Guys in Salem, uh, which is on uh, off Route 93. You can go to Two Guys in Seabrook, which is where we are, which is off Route 95. Or you can go to Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, off Route 3. Go buy there, $200, get a ticket for you and your buddy. You will have the time of your life, I promise you. But here's what I say also, get your tickets today because they're not going to last. I promise you that. And uh, you, it's it's an event you don't want to miss. Why does it sell out so quick? Because it's people that went to the events in the past. Yeah. They're never going to miss again. So they come in quick to make sure they get, get the tickets. We'd love to get some new fresh blood in there and let you see what it's all about. It's a thank you from Two Guys Smoke Shop uh, for doing business. Somebody had said to me earlier, they would calculate on a piece of paper trying to figure out, okay, the automobile is worth about $100,000. The meal's got to be worth $50, $60. You got the band. You got the 22 cigars you're going to get. A Monopoly game for every person. The ticket's $200. It doesn't mathematically work. How are you making money? We don't make money. It's not about making money. It's about making friends. Mm. It's about saying thank you to the customers. It's customer service back to them. It's a thank you to them. And it's our anniversary. Instead of receiving presents for our anniversary, we give a present. And that's it. And there's only 340 tickets to be available for sale. There's lots of comps from the cigar company. So there'll be about 500 people there altogether. But 340 tickets available for sale for 200 I promise you. 
your money back if you're not completely satisfied that you don't feel like you got at least twice as much your money back. Um, in this year's location? Is it the Burroughs in Ward Hill, Mass. Um, and uh, it's going to be Wednesday night. Uh, doors will open at 6 o'clock. The place will be packed at 6.01. And it lasts till close to midnight. And it's we'll be there. The plan is to broadcast live from there, right? Cool. Absolutely. Or broadcast from there and then play it on the Saturday or whatever yeah. whatever we can figure out. But everybody will be in town, and it's going to be an opportunity to interview all the people that are going to be there in anyway. All right. It's time for Mr. Jonathan's Flavor of the Week. Flavor. Here's your flavor. Would I be far off from saying <laughs> that there's a, there's a hint of peppery, like white pepper kind of flavor? I was, you know, I was talking too much. It's hard to believe. Going through that whole spiel, that advertisement I just put on, my cigar has to be relit. So what do I do? I blow into the cigar, exhaust what was out. Go ahead. Not to interrupt you, but... No, this is all fascinating stuff. It's a good lesson. I didn't know that because that happens to me oftentimes. Producing the show, my cigars will go out. And I learned that from you, Dave. The proper way to relight a cigar is to blow out. Well, the other... Wipe wipe all that ash off. Right, right, right. And then blow out of it. Get that sooty taste. I like to heat up the end real hot, too. Before I before I blow out of it, I heat it up and get it all happy on the end again, and then exhale over the flame. That's what. And then pull it in. The key is to make time to be able to smoke the cigar. But we're doing a show; we have to get interrupted during the thing. There's too much talking going on. Therefore, I had to relight. But I said it anyway. But not to interrupt you. Hey, that's all right. Okay, so I got, I'm pulling a little bit of white pepper, and then this is uh, I've had this flavor before. Uh, it's string beans. With almond slivers and a hint of rosemary, kind of all. I, my mom used to make a dish when I was a kid, and th- there's a certain flavor that you get from the outside of the bean. When Green it's beans, almondine. Is that what that's called? Yeah. It's awesome. Green bean almondine. So I'm getting green bean almondine, and then there's just a <laughs> tiny, tiny hint of a of a spicy like men's perfume in there, like a men's cologne. So green bean almondine with some. White, white pepper, pepper on it. I was with you on the pepper. And perfume. And the perfume, it's not perfumey at all. Now, I smoked a cigar earlier this week that was very, very perfumey. That, <laughs> yeah, the opposite of the bell right there. But uh, it, it, it's no, wacky. It's not, it's not very perfumey. There, there is a hint on the very, very end of the finish of a similar characteristic to that cigar that we smoked earlier in the week. Oh, you were here. That's right. I was here. Dave smoked it, Chuck. He goes, this cigar is terrible. And I'm like, i got to try it. <laughs> so I went over it's and one I of those things, it. oh, my God, this is bad. It was disgusting. Yeah. It was terrible. Sold. All, yeah. you, all you folks out there that think all we're smoking is the finest cigars in the world, it is quite the opposite. Totally is the opposite. It is the opposite. We have 1,100 open boxes in the store that we're in right now. 1,100 <sighs> cigars that we think are worthy for our customers. That means 3,000 cigars have been smoked. All 1,100. Plus another 2,000 that did not make the shelves. Yeah. And I promise you, I've been trying to, the last two weeks, I've been really bugging Dave about, you know, give me all the crap. I want to I feel what you're feeling. I want to smoke what you're smoking. Yeah. I'm trying to improve my palate. And so he's been holding out, holding out. You know, he gives me one that's not very good. Well, this week, he broke my cherry well, what, open. What, what happened was, you, went, you came and visited me. He uh, texted me. What night was it? It was Monday night or something? Sunday night, Monday night? Yep. Like 10 o'clock Monday at night. night. Monday night. Yep. And, uh, geez, I was wondering if uh, we can do this or something like this. And I said, where are you? 
and he immediately calls and says, why, where are you? And I said, I'm at the store. He says, I'm just about driving by right now. I said, well, come up. He says, what are you doing? I said, I'm making a little video thing. I got some things. He comes in the office. He says, uh, what are those cigars? I said, ah, these are things that want to be this and want to be that. Right. Samples that are coming in. He says, well, I'd like to smoke one of those. I said, hey, try something in my humidor. I want to smoke one of those. All right. And he smokes and he goes, oh, my God, that is the worst cigar I ever smoked. It was terrible. It was terrible. Crapcigar.com would be all over those. And there's like five blends of that cigar of the different things. So he's like, that's all. It started off at crappy. Then we got to toasted crappy. Yeah. And then we had syrupy toasted crappy. It was just... Then it was the Nicaraguan version of toasted crappy. Yeah. So and this, and, this is and they were no. You don't have to call. Yeah. Well, they're nothing. They're, they're <laughs> they, something. Yeah, they want to be something. Right. And right. I, and I'm like, no. I already smoked this one. This one here. Try this one. Wow. These are awful. And I said, I know. That's that's what it is. And what are you going to do? And I said, I'm not going to buy them. But you want to taste a bag full of stuff you're not going to buy. Here's what it is. Are you are you the only one that's testing these uh, the, these wannabes or these cigars that are trying to make the shells, or do you have like a team, if you will? No, I'm the, I don't put anybody through this. I, he, you beg for it. I've been begging. Yes, he wanted to be part of this. You know, when when, when a cigar's no good, it's no good, and yeah. I'm turning it down, and it's over, and I don't want it. And then I tell the manufacturer I don't want it. The problem is that these cigars show up. Some you don't they don't stop making them. They don't say, okay, Dave yeah. says it's oh, no yeah. good. Let's yeah. throw it out. They already have a warehouse of this crap, and yeah. they need to unload it. Right. So somebody's buying it. It just ain't me. Right. You know, and I don't, I don't go to, I don't know what the price is in advance. Right. I'm trying the cigar, so I don't care what the price is. You're just this going no, on. You're just going this on. This is no good. Now, we're going to get into thing of value of anything, but it, does it matter what, you know, we, we smoke two or three blends of that cigar. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the price is, doesn't. right? You could be buying them for 20 cents a cigar and then selling them for 40 cents, and it's not worth it. You're right. It's just not a good cigar. There was a there was an issue with the tobacco. You could tell that it was maybe too much humidity got to it or too much it was, rain in the field because it had a moldy type of yeah. taste yeah. to it. It was awful. And Toasted and moldy. <laughs> But the unfortunate thing is somebody is going to buy that. And there's going to be a band on it. It's going to be called something else. And it may be offered to me at that point as a brand. Huh. And then I'm going to taste it and say, wow, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, this exactly. is awful. And holy God, look what they charge. If I wanted to smoke this, I could just roll up the toilet paper when I'm done with it and light <laughs> that on fire. But um, you, you, there's, a, there's lots of... Um, crappy cigars out there there's lots of uh nice cigars out there but the bad news is cigar prices are going up and we'll talk about that along with more on hammer and sickle we have victor vitale from the cigar agency and hammer and sickle he's going to be on with us when we get back and tell us all about this cigar and a lot more so stick around folks you're listening to the cigar authority on the cigar authority radio network Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. 
There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super premium vodka worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and Sickle, Super Premium Vodka, Russian Reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, man who go to bed with itchy bum, wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Wait for it. I got the little app on this. And they stay there. And they say yeah. I got the wrong headphones. I got the wrong headphones. Live radio, please. Wicked hot. This is we. There we go. Live radio. I had the wrong headphones on. Whose headphones yeah. do I have here? Those are the guests, just in case we had someone surprise us. Guest number one. We got no guests. It's, no, it's going to be all radio today. We've had people come in, and then we go like, oh, hey, look, come on. Take oh, okay. Headset. Just in case. So we're, yeah. we're preempting just in case somebody ends just up showing up. Anyway, welcome back to the Cigar Authority, everybody. 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234 is the number. We're waiting on Victor Vitali from the Cigar Agency who is uh, the global distribution arm that brought us the cigar we're smoking today, which is Hammer and Sickles Berlin Wall. And it was, uh, he'll tell us all about it. I don't want to uh, take away his thunder, but we're going to have an event with him and Eric Hansen coming up 
and the actual Berlin Wall, a big chunk of the Berlin Wall, is going to be at our store in Nashua, New Hampshire on Friday, June 3rd. This is history, folks. This is a big, big chunk of the real Berlin Wall. This is millions of dollars for this piece. And after it gets done making the tour that it's going to go, they're going to actually give it to some college for... Uh, How big are we talking here? Oh, jeez. Jeez, ow. <laughs> big. Oh, my God. It, it's so big it doesn't fit in the building. It's going to be outside the stores because they can't get it in. That's incredible. And they have to have it trucked in, and the crane is going to come to end up putting it down. So it's going to be a big deal. It's a big expense for them to actually make the, the trip. But Friday, June 3rd, we're going to have the Berlin Wall in the Nashua, New Hampshire location. The following day, Saturday, June 4th, it'll be at our Salem, New Hampshire location. And uh, It's going to take a couple of guys to move that thing. Yeah, at least a couple of guys. It's going to be cranes. There's going to be cranes out there to put it down there. It's going to be outside, and you're going to see uh, a, a painted piece of the Berlin Wall, and there's a whole story about the artist that painted it that had to do it at nighttime on full moons only. They had to run out there with a full moon and use the, the um, light from the moon to be able to do it. Uh, speaking of full moons, I believe Victor Vitali is on the line. Why would that be speaking of full moons anyway? But Victor Vitali, are you on the line? I don't think we have him yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you gave me the high sign. No, no. I was making sure your levels are okay. Sorry oh. about that. <laughs> okay. Full moon. You have this thing on your headset. It's called a microphone. You can just talk to me. That's true. That's true. Why would, uh, why would speaking I of full moons? I was just moon... trying to segue. No, I'm practicing my segue. They're, oh, that's good. They're not Spe always Speaking perfect. of full moon, um, you know, <laughs> I was line. hoping that there was some story behind that that Victor would feel like he would have to tell us. Well, he, know, he knows the deal of the name of the artist and all that stuff. But this artist... No, I meant the full moon part, you dork. Don't jump topics. I'm on the Berlin Wall oh, still. Sorry, I thought we were talking about Victor's bomb. <laughs> oh! <laughs> no, this guy, this artist would go out on a full moon and run out there, and I think it would be two or three minutes that it'd have before somebody would shoot him. Was that the high sign that we have a call? Yeah, now we do. Well, I didn't want to drop Dave, but All yes, right. he is on the line. Now, speaking of full moons, <laughs> we have Victor Vitali on the line. Victor, are you there? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you? Fantastic, thank you. How about you guys? You sound like you got a cold. Ah, oh, no, no. It's uh, you know, it's the lovely pollen allergy part? season. Are you guys, uh, you got pollen there? We got some pollen. We got some pollen going on. We also have the Auric air cleaner, so we don't have to worry about pollen. That's right. We're, we're yeah. breathing. Uh, we're breathing fresh air in our automobiles. We'll get into that subject later. It's pretty cool. So, what's happening, Victor Vitali from the Cigar Agency? Sign me up for one of those. I'd like to have clean, fresh air in my automobile. Make me first on the list. Okay. Perfect. We're smoking the Berlin Wall today. Uh, love the packaging. Love the cigar itself. Mr. Jonathan tastes a green bean, almondine, with white pepper on it and a little hint of men's cologne. <laughs> this is now what he's getting out of it. Fantastic. That is a fantastic description. You know, quite to the contrary of what I was expecting, I, I was actually thinking he was going to say he was tasting metal and concrete. Right, uh, right. <laughs> and, uh, Victor, um, some of, one of our guests in the audience here is asking why the Berlin Wall will not be displayed at the Seabrook store. And uh, do you know anything about that? I don't. I do not. Well, we know. Uh, I just. Uh, Are you talking the cigars or the actual Berlin Wall? No, the actual wall. Oh, the actual wall. Yeah, the, the wall goes on tour in about two weeks, and we're making two stops at Two Guys Smoke Shop. The first will be in Nashua and the second in Salem. Um, 
now I understand your question. Uh, as far as getting it to a third location, logistics to carry that thing around is very difficult. It's also very expensive and time-consuming. You're talking 15, um, excuse me, five tons of concrete. Five tons. Smokes. Tell, tell us, uh, the, the, uh, I was just explaining to the audience out there uh, that th- there's a certain guy that went out and painted this thing on full moons. What, what was the deal with that? You know, I don't know about the full moon part, but I'm not going to deny that. You know, if uh, if, if that's what the uh, the expectation is, uh, you know, I don't know. The research is online. The guy's name is Serene Noir, and uh, he uh, his whole his career with the Berlin Wall lasted about three years, and he painted six kilometers in three years in two minute increments. Okay, because he had to get out there, paint it, and get back before somebody shot him, right? Yeah, shot, beaten, captured, you know, whatever whatever it is the uh, the communist folks did there. Now, this piece of Berlin Wall that you guys have is actually a drawing on there. I see a picture of it here. I saw it up front and personal myself, um, but he actually drew this out there in, in some two-minute increment, right? Yeah, that's right. It's... Uh... He, what he drew in two-minute increments is uh, you're, you should be looking at something that's 15 feet high and about five feet wide. And uh, my understanding of the history of Serena Noir is he chose a character that he would be able to draw and paint and color uh, within that time frame. And that's the character that he chose to, uh, to represent what was on the other side of the wall. Okay, I have it over here, and I don't know if the, the, the camera can pick it up. <laughs> But uh, it is a character for sure, and uh, we'll ha- where this is 15 feet high, um, obviously it's not going to be in the store. We're going to have this thing craned outside the door of the store, right? Yeah, it's going to be. Well, the Clinton Group owns the wall, and uh, Eric Hansen's working on the logistics on getting a flatbed truck to display it. and um, It should be parked right out front there in the parking lot or you know anywhere that... These guys are going to do an evaluation where it would best uh, and, and be most safe. Okay, so we're going to guinea pig this, right? This is going to be the first time it's out there, or is it going to hit a couple places first? You know, it, it's been on display before, I believe. I haven't seen the schedule yet. I know it goes on tour in a couple of weeks. I'm not sure if you're the first cigar shop to get it, but it is making the tour. Okay. Cool. And, and the, the feeling is that after it gets uh, done with the tour, this thing is going to be donated somewhere? That's my understanding. That's correct. All right. So this is all to showcase the cigar itself, which is the Berlin Wall cigar made in Honduras, which is different for Hammer and Sickle because most of their stuff has been made at the Davidoff factory in the Dominican Republic. Now they have chosen to go with uh, Honduras for this cigar. And a uh, well-made cigar. It tastes beautiful. I don't know if I'm getting any of that green bean almondine, but uh, I have a nice taste to it. It's a beautiful-looking cigar. Tell us a little about this. You know, it, it's true. I do all the manufacturing, sourcing, and importing and distribution for Clin Group. And originally, we went to Tabadome and had the hammer and sickle tradition made by Hanky Kellner. And uh, Eric Hansen's the brainchild behind Clin Group with all of the uh, the very unique packaging and first time appearances of uh, crystal boxes and marble boxes. And he had this great idea about two years ago to. Uh, celebrate the fall of communism even further. And he decided to come out with this brand name called Berlin Wall. 
And, now, not, uh, to, uh, not to interrupt you, but uh, mm-hmm. the reason why you're saying that is because the perception of his other brand, which is Hammer and Sickle, people have said to us, and it's a beautiful glass box and everything, uh, they look at the symbol that's on it, and they said, is this a pro-communism type of brand? And I said, no, uh, contrary, just the opposite. But tell us uh, what, what, uh, what the real theory is there. Well, you know, we hear that very seldom. It's, it's, it's just pockets of that around the country where, you know, you'll hear like a, one guy out of every thousand will say, hey, you guys are promoting communism. It, it's quite the contrary. Um, all of the media... All of the symbolism is uh, post-Soviet Union. If you take a look at the hammer and sickle itself and you compare it with the Soviet Union mark on Russia, you'll see that the Soviet star is missing off of the symbol. And the hammer represents the Russian people and has for uh, centuries. The hammer represents the industrial north and the sickle represents the agricultural south. Right. So now this is to this hammer, this uh, Berlin Wall now is to actually show even more that this was the uh, the celebration of the collapse of the Berlin Wall. That's right. It's uh, 21 years on October 30th, 1990. Uh, the wall came down, and uh, this is uh, this is in celebration of the fall of communism. That's the one mark representing the fall of communism. Yeah, Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall by um, uh, Ronald Reagan, that he asked for it, and uh, they certainly did do it. So uh, what about the cigar? Well, you guys are smoking. You know, I always leave it up to the cigar authority to, to, uh, to tell me how it is. I mean, I, I, can give you, uh, I can give you an idea of what you're supposed to be getting out of it, but you guys are the experts. What do you think of uh, it? I, I really, I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I love the... Uh, the balance of the the white pepper and the string beans and the almonds yeah. it's very it's very I, nice I, I don't know about that but but i've had many samples as the time went on this cigar has been way delayed we we hope to had had the cigar almost a year ago which is the first time i i smoked a sample of it and i've been waiting and waiting we got a little taste of it in a gift pack at christmas time and then it was supposed to come in in march and here it is uh almost may 1st and finally the cigar has arrived uh you certainly wanted to make it perfect apparently before you put it out but it is uh for the for the kind of price it is and we're going to get into uh pricing cigars and value of cigars later in the show but i think it's a great value for what it is and uh knowing the folks that put this together i don't know if it's a a trade secret or what it is but this is the camacho factory to put this together right well yeah that's right uh uh, christian aroa i met with christian aroa about two years ago and i presented this project to him and a few other folks actually and uh, you know, I work with many different factories and uh, I give these factories an opportunity to, to partner up with us and present uh, their best tobacco and, and their best blends and see if they can come up with something fitting to the image that we're trying to present and Christian Aroa has been absolutely fantastic all the way uh, throughout the whole development stage of this project and you can't really, you can't rush perfection. And the delay of this product has really been due to that. I mean, we, we went over it, over it several times, and we finally ended up with what I believe to be the perfect blend to represent this whole project. Okay, I have a straight medium body strength 
in the cigar so far. I know towards the end it starts building up a, a bit heavier from past. I'm not that far into it yet, but uh, right now I'm getting a, a straight medium body strength, which I know a lot of Camachos tend to be a little heavier, but this gives more flavor, less less, less strength, power, yeah. less power is what I'm getting out of it. Well, you know, the design was to be medium body, medium strength. And there's some folks out there that don't understand the difference between strength and body. And some cigars are full strength and light body. Some cigars are vice versa, full bodied and light and strength. And the goal of this project was to really target medium body, medium strength, because Kling Group is also in the wine and spirits business. And a lot of the blending has to complement and pair up with the spirit or the wine that's going to be presented with the project. I think that the blending was a smart move on your part because you could have a person who only smokes light-bodied cigars try this once in a while, you know, after a big meal or whatever. But you can also have someone who is into the powerhouse stuff step down and have this be their breakfast cigar so you can hit both sides of the market with it. You know, it's all about balance, and if, if your palate understands balance and complexity, which is a lot of really smart folks out there, the more and more I talk to consumers, it's amazing the education that these folks have, and, and it's, it's really inspiring that, that these folks are, are so interested in what we do, and they educate themselves constantly, and, and you know, I have to thank you guys at the Cigar Authority for really providing that to them, and of course the Cigar Aficionado and Cigar Press and, and the other publications out there that are assisting these folks in finding the information that they need to make wise purchases and really explore cigars. Well, the, the cigar geek, for lack of a better word, um, you know, guys that are really into cigars and stuff, they want information. That's what they want. They, they're, uh, you know, they come in, they want to know everything about the product. Uh, and I'm seeing more of that online stuff with the bloggers that are out there that are giving so much information to the, to the folks out there. And as a retailer myself, a educated consumer is our best customer. They know uh, a lot of stuff and, and, and to, to uh, deprement to, to a lot of uh, the things that happen in the Cigar Authority is some of the guys out there know the stuff that's going to happen even before the retailer finds out. So the information age that's going on right now, there's a lot of stuff out there and you, you simply have to go online to find out. I've talked to some uh, reps out there, Victor, that uh, I asked them about uh, a new product that they have coming out and the rep himself doesn't even know about the brand yet or the, or the uh, blend yet and it's already out they're online and the customers are asking for it. I'm, I'm feeling like sometimes as the retailer, I'm the last to know. <laughs> well, uh, I, I guess you should be on the internet more. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 the information's out there for sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking right now uh, and uh, it was just, just something I just uh, saw. This piece of Berlin Wall that's coming in weighs 6,400 pounds, over three tons. Three tons of concrete. So I guess right. it is going to be it's going to be a crane and a few people that are going to put this thing out. This yeah, is, uh, well, we, we exhibited it last year at the IPCPR, and it took 14 union members and three forklifts to get it out of the container that it was shipped in and over to my booth at the trade show. It was absolutely fantastic. We have it on video. It took about three to four hours to erect the wall, and it took about three to four hours to take it down and put it back in the container as well. 
Sounds like the wall is using Viagra. No, the truth of the matter is it was 14 <laughs> union people. That was four union people to do it and 10 to watch the other four do Smoking the, do cigars the work. and, you know, right. a little to the left, a little to the right. That's the way the union works. But that's a, that's a whole nother show we can get into later on for our union friends out there. But, I'm not uh, going to touch that one. <laughs> That's what she said. Right, right. <laughs> is uh, is there anything else going on with um, uh, Hammer and Sickle coming out in the future, or the cigar agency itself? Do they have anything new coming out that we should be looking for? You got any scoop for us at all? Yeah, the, the Berlin Wall. The, the first the first line of production is sold out. We got another shipment coming in of uh, over a hundred thousand cigars. It's been absolutely fantastic. So well received. Um, I'm sure there's some folks in the store right now that, that are, are probably scooping up handfuls of them. Um, I, I was down in the uh, D.C., Maryland area. We have a couple of great retail partners down in that area, and they're already reordering, and they received their first shipment, I think, last Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday, and not even a week went by, and, and they're reordering this product and getting in on the next production that I'm scheduled to receive in the next couple of weeks. Um, Always, always working on new stuff. Uh, the new Ortsack blend and image comes out in about two weeks. I don't know if you saw the most recent Cigar Press magazine. It's in there. Did you guys get that? You know, uh, I, we just received the Cigar Press that came in during the commercial break, and I haven't gone through the issue. I threw it right here on the table next to me so I could f uh, finger through it the next break. But uh, it just has arrived. So it's in here. Yeah, it's in there. It's uh, also Moscow City Limited Edition is in there. Um, I'm working on uh, a Moscow City uh, regular production. Um, uh, Eric and I finally uh, uh, completed the blending and got everything ready, and, and it, it's in production right now with uh, with Tabadome, and it's 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 just so it's just so exciting. I, I just can't wait to release all this stuff at IPCPR this year. Beautiful. That was my question. When's it going to get released? And you're going to start showing it off at IPCPR, and you'll ship it about a year or so later like you did this? Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> not until we give away a free pair of Crocs to everyone first. Right, right. Okay. Oh, great. Okay. And, Vandals. Uh, you know, I did see on, um, oh, what was it on? It was on something, maybe Facebook or something, a, uh, uh, a new tin of one of your cigars. Yes, uh, La Mezcla Cubana tins. The, uh, the shorts are out. They're fantastic. Um, uh, you should start seeing them on shelves this coming week. Uh, the price is right, I think. Retail is uh, thirteen ninety five a tin for 10 cigars. Um, I, its competitors, I think, are well over 20 bucks. You would be able to tell me better about retail pricing. What, what's the average Absolutely. tin cost out there? You're talking twenty dollars, and it used to be at about the thirteen dollar range until the S chip kicked in, and then you're talking about fifty cents on every cigar. So you added five dollars onto every tin, and then it goes through the profit margin between the different people. So it ended up adding closer to eight dollars on it. So we're over the twenty dollar range on something like a Macanudo Ascot and Ashton Esquire, you know that type of thing. So it it looked to me like it was a tin of ten, just like. Those guys, right? That's right. Uh, same same style. Uh, you know, the goal is to get the best possible tobacco we can get at the most affordable prices, so we can pass it on to you, the retailer, then on to the consumer, so they can still enjoy a fantastic product at, at you know happy wallet pricing. 
Well, and I see that in the Mezca Cubana line. You're talking about $5.95 cigars, all sizes, uh, a remarkable value. And we're going to get into that the next hour, which is all about value with the guys from uh, Two Cigars. Victor, um, Padron is, uh, we just found out this week, Padron is going to be going up on all of their prices. Um, how long do you think you can hold out with the Hammer and Sickle line and the Ortsack line uh, to stay competitive and keep your prices down? You know, that, that's a great question that, uh, honestly, I can't give you the answer on. The goal is to always keep the price uh, the same for the longest possible period of time. As long as we can continue to absorb price increases as they come, we would be able to do that um, so until the day comes when we board. can't absorb anymore. Yeah, so many people are going to jump on board, I fear, right away. Padron's going to go up. They're going to lead the pack. All the other companies are going to sort of trickle down. I've, so the, I've already heard it. We'll, the we'll power play is going yeah. to be the, for the companies that can not only keep their prices down but then advertise, listen, you know, everyone else is going up. We're going to stay the same for X number of whatever and then take advantage of that, that time frame that you're setting. Yeah, this is going to be an opportunity to grab customers that, that are going to jump. You know, I, I heard uh, earlier this week that Ashton plans on going up and Altadas plans on going up. We're waiting on price lists on that. A lot of these companies don't raise their prices. As a retailer, let me tell you, they raise their prices and tell you the prices were raised today. It's not like they give you a little notice right. to stock up or things like that. We, we got a short window of a few days on the Padron, but... Um, most well, they don't. They don't want you as a retailer to buy heavy with a lower price and right. then take advantage of the increase. Right. So uh, that's what's out there. So it's going to be an opportunity for a brand like La Mesco Cubana to pick up from where uh, some of these good value products were, because we're seeing uh, some, uh, you know, ten plus percent increases. Just so give you a heads up of what's going on out there, anyway. So I hope you hang well, on to it. We're getting more and more fans every day. Uh, people are, are really starting to catch on and, and see that we have great product at affordable prices, and new fans are born every day. I mean, every time I walk into a retail shop, no matter where it is in the country, I meet a new guy or, or even and some females uh, are even on board that say, uh, wow, you know, you got great stuff and it's affordable. And, you know, they, sure they tell about me your tie all and about your jacket it, where combination. they've seen it. And, Yes, it's been absolutely fantastic. So it's a dream come true. All right, Victor Vitale from the Cigar Agency. We'll see you on June 3rd and 4th. Please, on June 4th, let's have you on the Cigar Authority up front and live finally, okay? I'd love to. All right, so uh, that's Victor Vitale. Thank you for joining us very much, Victor. We're going to go to break. Um, we're going to see Victor Vitale on Friday, June 3rd in the Nashua store, Saturday, June 4th in Salem, New Hampshire. And um, when we have him, we'll have him on the Cigar Authority on Saturday, June 4th with uh, Eric Hansen and live and up front with the Berlin Wall. And we urge you to come down and see a bit of history on that day. And uh, that's about it. We're going to take a short break right now. When we come back... Um, we got two guys, Ben and Tyler, from Two Guys, One Stick. Something new from Alec Bradley, not released yet. That'll be the second cigar we're going to smoke when we come back. We'll tell you all about that. Big events and promos coming up and a lot more. So stick around, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network.
Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs looking to grow your business or increase sales. Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with the Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller-body green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- Four seven five one three nine one. That's six zero three four seven five one three nine one. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars, not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money, they'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. Streaming online at 1510thezone.com WWZN Boston
This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Here's Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And it's 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234. I hate to put the cigar down, but we have to. You have to. Because we're going to go on to the next cigar. Hello, hello to uh, the stations uh, listening to the Cigar Authority this hour. WWZN, AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashville, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, that's Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WG. GAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, watching us across the globe on Ustream.tv and available for podcasts on the CigarAuthority.com, iTunes, and Podbean.com. Dave, can I ask you a question yes. before you move on to the next cigar? And it's something that it came up in, in the interview with, uh, with Victor. You had mentioned that you guys had received the, the cigar, the Hammer and Sickle cigar, back in uh, December. Correct around Christmas. Even before that, probably in we August. we actually smoked a sample of it on the show. Like fifth weekend, we had a sample of it. Here's my question for you: What is the difference between that stick and today's? Aged. It, it aged. Now, typically, when you smoke a cigar early on, there there has a slight ammonia-ish to it. It is not complete completely developed. The burn isn't that good. It has a little different. It has a young taste to it, okay. okay, a little grassiness to it, but you have to uh, kind of, as you're smoking the cigar, you have to take that taste and, and put, it aside. put it aside, take it away in your mind, and then try to taste beyond that, because that's what you're going to end up tasting. You say, oh, the cigar isn't good, but it has this, but you know that that's going to dissipate because you've done this so many times, or I've done this so many times, so I take that taste, huh. take away from it, and then I taste what I taste Funny today. thing, when we had the samples way, way back, I enjoyed the cigar very much, even with, the, you know, it wasn't completely aged and everything. Right. I loved it. And then at Christmas time, I had it, and I was like, yeah. And now I'm having it, and it's like, wow, hmm. this is awesome. Now it's ready. You know, it's gone through. So it, them waiting is really, that was the answer. They, they did exactly the right thing, even though the consumers are all in an uproar. We want it, we want it, we want it. The stores want to sell it. Everyone wants to do it. But they waited. You wait till it's ready because what happens is tobacco ages and, and goes through a fermenting stage, the tobacco itself. Right. Now when you roll it into a cigar, actually it begins a whole nother fermenting stage after the cigar is rolled. If you've ever bought a cigar at a store that they have a roller there, you can smoke it right there and then. After that, a couple days into it, the cigar actually starts tasting worse and worse as it's going on. Because it starts starting a fermenting thing again. Huh. So if you if I buy a fresh rolled cigar and you smoke it immediately, it's okay because it, it hasn't started fermenting again. I would say about two or three days into this thing, it starts getting worse and worse. For how long does that last? Maybe 
four months wow. after that. So now at that point, you got to let the cigar sit, and then it's going to be way better than it was when it was fresh rolled. So the, right. the ideal time to smoke a cigar is probably three, four months after the cigar has been made into a cigar, and then it's better. And now it's getting aging and getting better and better. And then there's, there's a peak at that point. Where's the peak? Some cigars, it's many, many years that it peaks. Other cigars, typically lighter cigars, peak way more often. Maybe two or three years into it, it's already peaked, and it starts going downhill from there. So we'll get into, uh, in, in the next half hour, we'll get into a cigar um, that you're, you're saving and for value. Right. You know, with the value of a cigar. And what you want to do yeah. is actually smoke or sell that cigar at at its peak, when it starts dropping down, it's not what it used to be, and right. you know maybe somebody wants it for collectible. Hmm. But if, if you're going to buy it for smoking later on, it's actually hit its peak. Wine does the same thing. I, I have my humidor set up so that all of the top tier of my humidor is all my light stuff. That's the stuff that I smoke every day. And then as you go deeper into my humidor, the tobacco is getting darker and heavier hmm. because I want to age the stuff on the bottom. So once in a while, I'll reach to the bottom and grab one. But those are the ones that I'm saving. All right. And then they'll age. Well, the next cigar we're going to smoke, and this is a cigar that's not released yet. So this is going to be a perfect one to say what you're saying because this cigar isn't out yet. They're saying the end of May. So this needs another more, another month. All right. Cool. Is what they, they're guessing. They're pros. They know. They've done it many, many times. And they know. This is from the folks at Alec Bradley. And it's a new cigar. It's Project AM-CL. Dash BL is what they have here on the little band. Typically, there's no band on it at all, but they actually put this on for us, which is good. It is a cheap paper band on it just for something so we can uh, know exactly what it is. But it's going to be the Alec Bradley American Classic Blend is what it's going to be called. Um, it has been decided already that they are coming out with a cigar. So sometimes it's a cigar that they don't even know if they're going to come out with it or what they're going to call it or what they're going to do. But this cigar they know is going to be um, Alec Bradley's American Classic Blend. And it's going to come in six sizes. This is the Toro, the 6x50 that we're going to smoke. It's going to retail for $4.75. Wow. Wow. What a value! Did you say four, four dollars and seventy-five cents. It's going to go from three ninety-five to five fifty. The five fifty is going to be a six by sixty Gordo at five dollars and fifty cents. This is straight value, folks. Alec Bradley is making the power play of the year right here, in my opinion. That's the that's the price point to come in to sell and move a lot of product. Well, I think and, and look at the uh, the pricing by the box. The most expensive box, which is a six by sixty, is going to retail at ninety nine dollars. Wow! Under a hundred dollars, every box of cigars from seventy one dollars to ninety nine dollars. This is see, it's called map pricing. It's minimum advertised price. This is the lowest you're going to find the cigar out there is going to be ninety nine dollars for the for the most expensive one and seventy one dollars for the least expensive, the Corona at a five and a half by forty two, which is a great size cigar that really gets no attention at all. It's usually the Toro, the Robusto. Churchill, they got a torpedo coming in at five dollars. Uh, let me borrow your cutter over here. So uh, let's give this cigar a try, keeping in mind that they think this cigar is not ready for the shelves for another month. Hmm. You lit up already, right? Lit it up. Yep. While you're lighting, uh, I'm going to bring on the line now. We have the callers Ben and Tyler from Two Guys One Stick. Hey guys, are you there? Yeah. How you doing? Yep. Ben and Tyler, how are you? We're good, good. 
Oh, you laid-back guys. Okay, so we, we know like what we're this, dealing yeah. with right off. So two guys. How original, first off. Very original, but I love the name. I don't know what it is, but there's something about me that loves the name. Two I'm guys. I'm thinking that they got it from uh, Two Girls, One Stick. Is that what it's called? Is it Two Girls, yeah, One no, Stick? I'm, I'm glad you caught that, yeah. It's uh, it's originally just kind of a, a play off of that. We want, really wanted something... People would, you know, you say it a couple times, you can't forget it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And obviously they're talking about two girls, one cup. Oh. Not that I know about it, but uh, Not they apparently do. I haven't seen Not the video, but everyone it. knows it, yeah. Yeah. Dave's very thorough in his uh, investigation when we're going to have someone on. So he's like, you got to see this. And I'm like, ah, horrified. And we checked with, last week we had Frank Herrera on Cigar Law. We checked with your website, Two Guys, One Stick, to see if that was okay. And apparently, uh, I There's don't know. no trademark violation. Yeah. Safe. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it is, it is a catchy name. I like it. And uh, I like your website very much. Uh, mostly uh, what I like is the ratings and um how you value cigars, because as a retailer, I'll tell you, that's what it's about. There's, there's two kinds of cigars that sell in this world. There's the, I mean, that there's only two kinds in any cigar store, those that sell and those that don't. And typically, the reason being is the value of the cigar. So if you were to say, how is the cigar? Well, how is the cigar based on price? And what you guys end up coming up with is, here's what I would be willing to pay for the cigar. And I think it's truly unique. I don't think anybody else has a site out there or a, or a way that they... Um, uh, a couple people, a couple of the bloggers will say, uh, you know, would I buy the cigar again? Do I want this in my humidor? Is it that kind of value? But you guys, they, they say that at the end almost as a concession. You guys come right out and say, this is what it should be valued at and and, and, and sometimes i mean you know you'll come up with seven dollars and 61 cents it's worth you know this is what the cigar is <laughs> worth and it sells for five dollars we're not missing much over there i mean it was it's pretty unique and it's, and it's awesome so how and why did you come up with this uh, whole idea of the website well um you know one, one of the things that we did when we first came out with this is uh tyler came to me with the idea of this two guys one stick and i i, I gotta be honest the uh, uh, the homophobic overtones was killing me at first. I, I really couldn't jump on board. <laughs> the, the logo itself, the logo itself, I had a little problem with, but I got past it. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he came to me with saying, uh, oh, what was that Disney movie you came to me with the idea from? I, I don't remember what movie it was, but there's too many people that take this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember that now. Yeah, too many people take this industry, you know, far too seriously and, and all that, so we kind of wanted to just do a great review site and kind of, you know, lighten it up a little bit. You, you certainly have fun on it, that's for sure. And I enjoy, uh, um, you know, some of the verbiage you use on there. Try not to use all of it on the on this show because uh, we're actually a radio show, but uh, you got some funny, funny <laughs> stuff out there. Well, just to give you some insight on the, how their mind works, uh, at, at some point in one of the, the articles, they do plug Two Guys Smoke Shop. That's a place you can buy one of the cigars. So I had sent them an email, and I think it was Tyler that responded back and said, um, are you guys having us on because we plug Two Guys Smoke Shop? Like, he just came right out and said it. Good. And I'm like, well, that certainly doesn't hurt, but, you know, we, we really do like the site. We enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, the concept when we came to this was I told Tyler I wasn't going to jump on board unless we could do something that no one really did before. And uh, we took some of the great cigar reviewers before us, 
uh, one of which being uh, the Smoking Stogie. And we built off of what they had created. But, you know, we're just – neither one of us can get on the board with the – the 100-point systems, the 10-point systems, and there's even the, uh, what is it, the, the Stogie guys? Is that the guys that do the cigar system, one through yeah. five? Yeah. One cigar, two cigars. Yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. And you so, don't like that uh, stuff. to us, it's all about what are we really willing to pay for a stick? And uh, I think if you looked when we first started out, we reviewed some really – high-dollar sticks that we said weren't worth a dime. Um, that you did. No, I'm looking at your, your latest your latest post the, on the La Serena, which is the Nesta Miranda uh, Don Papine cigar. You actually got the cigar gifted to you. You got it for free. Yet here's uh, some of the words, wording you had to say about this. Horrible, sour and acidic, uh, monstrous. Um, harsh, tangy, flavorous, actually painful to smoke. Clouds of That's bitter right. disappointment. Clouds of bitter disappointment. It's a half-ass cigar. <laughs> We'd price this cigar at about $2, but expect to pay about $10 for it. Now, i got to tell you, that is a critic. And that is what I think is lacking out there on a lot of the boards is everybody's trying to be nice to everybody else. And if you're going to be a critic... You got to be the critic, and you got to say the way it is. And I think you know, you know these people. You get to know these people, and it's hard not to be able to say to it, you know, they're giving you a cigar. Now you got the balls to say that the cigar is awful if it's awful, and I got to give you guys kudos because you certainly do. Yeah, and Pete Johnson. I know you guys are, are buddies with Pete Johnson uh, on one hand, but on the other hand, when you were talking about his black label. You basically ripped it apart and said you can expect to pay twenty dollars, but it's not worth more than twelve. And that's your buddy. I, I, I really enjoy that fresh outlook. You know, I, I I think we really put it best in that La Serena review when we said Don Papine and Nestor Miranda really put out phenomenal sticks by themselves, and this was just a horrible collaboration between the two of them. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, they're heroes in the industry. It's. It's so easy for someone with, you know, that big of a reputation and a following to, to put out anything and put your name on it. And, um, I mean, if, if people are going to buy it and they're going to say they like it just because of, you know, Don Pepin and Nestor Miranda. How can you, you know, how can you diss that? And in one aspect, it's actually a little bit hard to write a negative review. You know, it's, it's kind of disappointing. But, you know, we don't want everybody else, I mean, like that La Serena, for example, I mean, it's gotten like 90s, 93s, 91s, 92s. I mean, Cigar Aficionado's giving it good. I think Cigar Insider, everyone's giving it a great review, and we feel it's largely based on hype. You can't give someone a bad review if they're advertising on the pages of your magazine. I mean, you can't, you can't rip them apart. You, so instead of a 95, you give them a 91. And that's your that's your insult, but they can still advertise with a 91 and say, you know, X Magazine gave us a 91 rating, and so therefore you should try it. Yeah, you guys are being con the consumer reports of the cigar industry because you're, you're telling it the way it is, despite that you know the people and all that stuff. We try to do it here in the Cigar Authority. We try to do the same thing. I know all the folks out there, too. Uh, I smoke a lot of cigars completely blinded because I know these guys personally, and I'm going to have some bias that they're my friends, and I'm going to smoke the cigar and try to get past something I don't like and say, you know, it, it is okay. 
it's pretty good. When the truth of the matter is, if I took the band off the thing and somebody handed it to me, I would say, that cigar really isn't very good at all. And if they did say to me, here's a, a paper band on it, it says $20, now I'm smoking it. Holy God, for $20, that's an awful cigar, as opposed to if it was a $2 cigar, yeah, I'd pay 2 bucks for this. It's not very good, but it's okay for 2 bucks. And I think that's what you're coming, up, you're coming down with. Of course, of course. And, you know, the other part of it is, is we really don't even do any research. A lot of our cigars are personal collections we bought years and years ago and forgot about or gifts from friends, and uh, we don't know what money is spent on these things until we do our afterthought research and find out that the $3 stick we mildly enjoyed is really 12 bucks. Yeah, I, I saw, uh, you know, some things like Potagus 150s and stuff you, you're tasting for the first time or, or you're reviewing it for the first time, and here's a cigar that's been out of production for almost 20 years, and here you are reviewing it. Ben, tell us a little bit about your rants. Uh, which one? We have a uh, few. Any of them. Uh, well, I, I love the concept of having rants, and Dave does as well. He actually uh, founded the American Rant Network, so he is all about just spouting off at the mouth. Yeah. But you, um, you, one of the reasons that you started doing the site with Tyler was so that you could have an outlet for your various cigar rants. Uh, so, I don't know, tell us the mindset behind that. How does that make you feel when you can just unleash the fury? Well, um, that was one of the key features, you're right, for me starting this with Tyler. And I've kind of dialed back a little bit because we've put our more focus on the, uh, the brutally honest. And, and recently, in the past couple weeks, We've actually tried to dial into the cigars that we've been reading about as, you know, these 90-plus rated cigars that we're having peers come to us and say, man, have you had this, you know, dog rocket? It's terrible. And uh, that's that's really where we're trying to get out because, as Tyler said, the uh, the key here isn't really to make enemies out of any of these guys. It's just to hold them accountable for what they're doing which is, uh, I, I hate to pull the name, but Rocky Patel taught everybody that you can have a wonderful cigar and then start downgrading your product over time, and uh, they'll keep buying, and they don't pay attention. So, uh, they start smoking the I, band. Well, they start smoking the band is right. And, For the record, did, did you say Dog Rocket? Dog Rocket. I, That's awesome. Dog Rocket. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't say that? No. <laughs> I've never heard it before. That's the best. Uh, you know, another unique thing, you guys, uh, when we cleanse our palate here in the Cigar Authority, we use fresh water or black coffee, cleanse the palate in between. Here, Here's mine right here. Cup of black coffee, bottle of water, and in between we would change in uh, cigars uh, during the top of the hour, and I flush my mouth out. But you guys uh, use something totally unique that I haven't tried before, and I think I'll try later on. Tell us about that. Um, that was, I kind of discovered that a few years ago, um, and that is Orange Crush, and uh, more or less only Orange Crush. I'm not a big fan of the Fanta, the Sunkist, any of the, those other brands. Um, pretty much what happens when you drink Orange Crush when you're smoking is it's got that really nice kind of tangy citrus bite that, you know, if you take it right after a puff of a cigar, it'll just, you know, it, it more or less just zaps all the, all the, the previous cigar taste out of your mouth. Um, but it also happens to be light enough that when you take the next puff on your cigar, you don't notice that citrusy scent at all, and it's it's by far the most perfect thing that I have found in my years of smoking that you know can 
can be paired with a cigar. And it is as so, funny as, you know, kind of embarrassing as it is to admit that, uh, you know, in my honest opinion, there's not a better drink out there. So, folks, put that single-batch bourbon down. Put that cognac down, that expensive bottle of wine. There's no need. It's orange crush. Yeah, spend 50 cents on a can, <laughs> and you're golden. I have a dollar if it's in a glass bottle. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll try that. That's, I mean, and both of you are doing the same thing, right? Yeah. That's correct. And that's now, just for the guys... reason. I mean, I'm all for drinking, you know, bourbon or something, pairing something with a cigar, you know, scotch with a Hemingway, anything like that. But when we're reviewing, we don't want to... You know, you got to eliminate all the outside uh, things that can affect the, the taste of your cigar. Interesting. Yeah, we have a, uh, a, a pretty thorough, and I, I think we're the only one that does it, to be honest with you, a, uh, a, a repetitive process of events that we go through every time that we smoke a cigar re- for review. So we eliminate basically any variable that we could ever come across. And uh, you, it's... Yep, that- that's uh, that's very important because I know uh, lots of folks, uh, as a retailer, folks come in and they just had a trip to Hawaii and they were sitting on the beach with a, with a margarita that uh, some beautiful girl brought over to them and they were smoking an El Producto cigar and they come in and say, I had the most incredible cigar while I was in Hawaii on the beach. It was El Producto. It was fantastic. And I said, uh, you know, it's not going to taste the same here in New Hampshire. I guarantee you. <laughs> with a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be awful. So that is a, a good key to say, okay, we're going to do it the same way every time. Because if you had a great meal and then you smoked a full-bodied cigar, maybe it didn't taste all that full-bodied to you. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's uh, just just a few of our funny rules. You know, we uh, we promise ourselves that we'll keep a hour or more between the time that we start this this process of creating a control environment and smoking a cigar. Um, just to make sure that we never have anything left over tastes or flavors. Um, it's, is it, uh, is it, it's, is it's it very important to us because we're, we're being critical at some points that we make sure that we have a consistent process that we can rely on, and it's not a, uh, it's not a review, you know, like from a point system where you can give 50 points for, a, for the look of the cigar, you know, we're we're trying to get down to the heart of the taste and flavor and construction of this thing. All the important stuff. Yeah, the value. Right. What is it value? When I walk into a cigar store and I say to the attendant, you know, I want to smoke something, the first thing they ask me is, well, what are you looking to spend? They're not asking me, what do you want the wrapper to look like or what color bands do you like? Uh, how long should it be? They say, what are you looking to spend? And so I give them the range, and then that's how they know to pick out a new cigar. And that's a great way to do it. I, absolutely. Tyler are, and I met. Are, go ahead. Go ahead. Hopefully we didn't lose him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tyler go. and I met working at a cigar shop, so we uh, we both understand the uh, the new people going into cigar smoking and wanting to know what's the best I can get for seven dollars, or. You know, what's the best I can get for $10? And not really caring about, oh, is this a Nicaraguan Puro? Or, you know, they don't want to know all those details. They just want a good smoke. Right. That's what it comes down to. We, uh, we actually have to wrap things up and, and go to a break. We were just speaking with Tyler and Ben from twoguysonestick.com. Check them out online. You will not be sorry. The yeah, site a lot is of fun. an absolute riot. 
Uh, you can go through, learn a lot about cigars, and have a good time while you do it. Boys, thank you very much for calling in. We would love to have you on again. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Okay, that's Tyler and Ben, twoguysonestick.com. Funny website, different way of doing it. It's about value of cigars to them, and a very interesting, different way of uh, rating cigars, basically. And they have no qualms about rating, either. They'll... If they don't like it, you will know. That's what I want to hear. I want exactly. the I want the what they call the brutal honesty. I want the truth. Yeah. And and they got it. And, and uh, we got to have them on again. And they worked at a cigar store, so they actually uh, they, they they know what they're talking about. And it's a good site, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, um, do you remember Joe Jackson? Do you remember Joe Jackson? I Ste- remember Joe Jackson. Stepping out. He did that song, Stepping Out, and uh, lots of other things. Well, he wrote an essay about smoking that I particularly love and i think you're going to love and we'll tell you about that along with lots more and lots of events and promos coming up and what's coming up in the future on the cigar authority so stick around everybody we'll be back in just a minute you're listening to the cigar authority on the cigar authority radio network floor dealer she came from the streets of Paris. Fleur de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Fleur de Lorraine marries rare, aged tobaccos in old-world craftsmanship. Fleur de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune. And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness, 
that will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle. Super-premium vodka. Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume. Imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. And we're back with the Cigar Authority. 617-237-1234 is the number. 617-237-1234. The Cigar Authority, we have finished our hammer and sickle cigar. You guys are wearing new jewelry, I see. Yeah, we are. New jewelry. So it, com- it comes with free jewelry. It too. does. <laughs> and, that, and that is the Berlin Wall from Hammer and Sickle, and it comes with a brass ring. Or a wedding ring. Or a wedding ring. How about the first person that, that gets married using that, that... Um, they get a the box of their own. Get a box of cigars yeah. or something. Or All right, before we move on to the next thing, I got a, a couple of Mr. Jonathan moments that happened this week. <laughs> Number one, my good friend Rudy on the chat box from Canada. Yes. He actually watched my webcast on Wednesdays, uh, which was a nice little treat. I want to give him a shout-out. Thank you for watching, Rudy. This is non-cigar-related. Non-cigar-related. Right. And uh, last night I came in, I tied for first in a Dancing with the Stars competition. I had a partner for six weeks and taught her how to swing, and we tied for first. And uh, so we didn't end up with the trophy. There was a tiebreaker or whatever. We lost the tiebreaker. So but you're, you're the first loser. I'm the first loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing about that is I insisted that they call me Mr. Jonathan on the, the flyer because That's what's, your name. The, what's the point of me going out dancing if I can't extend my brand? So they give me a hard time via email. And so the long and short of it is if you want me to be one of the pros in the thing, then you have to use the name that I use when I'm dancing, Mr. Jonathan. Like Cher. Like Madonna, Cher. Mr. Jonathan. Well, 
wouldn't you know the MC gets on the microphone and starts busting my chops six ways from Sunday about how it was this big to-do and it had to be Mr. Jonathan, thinking that they're giving me a hard time when the reality is now everyone in the room, all 275 people, now know beyond a shadow of a doubt who this Mr. Jonathan person is. So the competition ends, you know, we don't get the trophy, whatever. I go out to eat and I come back to the party and I'm dancing with my partner and we're having a good time. Well, must have been 50 people that came up and said, Mr. Jonathan, great job. And as I'm walking in, high fives for Mr. Jonathan, and it couldn't have been better. It was all because the person thought they were busting my chops. Branding. That's it. Branding. It was so awesome. And you're loving it. I was loving it. The guy it. thought he was trying to hurt you. And he yeah. would, he, he was, couldn't understand why I, my smile kept getting bigger and bigger. And what is that website, by the way? Mr. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Love it. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ because he is my DJ. We're smoking American Classic Blend by Alec Bradley, a cigar that's coming out at the end of May. So it's a month away when the cigar is going to come out. It is a, um, what do we know? It's a Honduran uh, wrapper used from Connecticut seed. It is a binder, Nicaraguan and Jalapa. From, from Jalapa in Nicaragua is the binder, and the filler is Nicaraguan and Esteli, Nicaraguan uh, uh, filler. It is a cigar that's going to retail from three ninety-five to five fifty. The, the size we're smoking now is the Toro, four dollars and seventy-five cents. It is an unbelievable value. I'll give it that right off the bat. Um, it is premature, obviously. It's about a month premature. It'll be interesting when the cigar comes out a month or so from now. What difference is it going to be? You'll yeah. you'll you'll notice that the the ash will be a little finer. It'll. Um, It'll, it'll it'll burn a little nicer. It'll get a little better. But for $4.75, I mean, folks, this is where it's at right now. Cigars in the $5 range as a retailer. I'm telling you, that's the sweet spot. That's where the stuff is selling at the strongest. Uh, a little worried about the price increases coming up. you got price increases um, for on, sure. On cigars that are already kind of expensive. Uh, if anybody can pull it off, it's going to be the folks at Padron. They make one of the finest products, uh, the biggest sellers for us. Uh, their, their stuff is expensive, but it's great. Um, That's one thing you can say about Padron is, we'll say, um, if you have a cigar that is the natural and the Maduro, I found this out this week listening okay. to you, it's the same cigar. Right. And they, they roll all the cigars, Chuck, they lay them out, and they say, okay, in, in, they lay them out in color order, and then they just draw a line and say, okay, this batch is going to be the Maduro, this batch is going to be the natural. It's the same. So the tobacco is the same. Everything yeah. in the cigar is the same. So now when you go to the Maduro, you actually have just a sweeter version of the first one. Whereas other cigars, when they go, they come out with a Maduro, right. they say they're keeping the blend the same, but typically... Totally different wrapper. To totally yeah. different uh, crop from a totally different plant. Most of the companies will use, say, for instance, a Connecticut Broadleaf, yeah. which makes a nice Maduro, or a, Madu or, uh, a uh, Mexican Maduro that makes a nice Maduro, as opposed to, um, you know, this is Honduran-grown uh, Connecticut shade. You can't make a Maduro out of this. Can I ask a stupid question? And this is a question I should have asked. No stupid question. Just stupid people. When you say, like, a Connecticut broad wrapper... Or Connecticut Broadleaf Wrapper. Broadleaf Wrapper. Is this from Connecticut, the state Connecticut? Wow, it is a stupid question. It is. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Yes. The answer is in the... How in is, the I mean, you know, if well, I'm picking a state in the in the 50 states of the United States, yeah. I'm not picking Connecticut. That might be my last pick. Connecticut grows uh, tobacco. Uh, they have uh, 
Connecticut shade, which is the big cloth that goes over the whole fields of it, and it grows on the shade. In Connecticut. In Connecticut. You never drove past it or anything? No. Any of your trips or stuff? So it grows under these shade tent types things so that direct sunlight doesn't hit it. So really there's two kinds of tobacco, sun-grown or shade-grown. So there's shade-grown. This particular wrapper that's on it is not Connecticut grown in Connecticut. This is Connecticut seed. Okay. grown in Honduras. Ah. So Connecticut, they produce the plant in Connecticut. They take the seeds from that. They drop it in, in Honduras. They grow it under shade over there, and it, it is different. It looks different. It, it's um, Connecticut would be more shiny. This would be more porous type of, type of thing. Uh, my eyes aren't like they used to be, but I could look at tobacco before when my eyes were in better shape that actually look at it and say, well, this is real Connecticut. You can see the sheen on it. That's that fascinating. So uh, I think the movie Summersby was set in Connecticut, and it was around, the movie's plot was around them creating a town based on tobacco and, you know, br- right. a way to use the fields and all that. Uh, I'm sure they, 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 Foster. they have uh, tours and things down there. Or something. I'm sure they do. I would yeah. check that out because, I mean, they must have a very short season. Yes. Yes, and they, and, they, and they bring all the people up from another country to work the fields. It's real hard wow. work. So, uh, yeah. Cool. Thank I, you for answering that. I, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. Uh, so this is the American classic. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm not getting any, like, oddball flavors or anything, but it's yeah, good. You got nothing. It's good, just like a regular person. You Right now, just, uh, <laughs> just tastes like a cigar. Dave, I'm getting raisins, and uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I like it. I like this a lot. It'll, it'll be interesting when it comes out, and we're going to be all over when it does because the price is right, and this is how I would buy based on this. I would look at it. It's smoking good. It tastes good. It's pretty nice. For the price, I the, mean. The band uh, on, on the uh, release sheet that they give look like it's going to be uh, a pretty-looking cigar as far as the packaging and thing is going to go. nothing less from uh, Alec, Alec Bradley. Bradley. anyway. And um, the price, am I going to be able to sell it? Is it a good cigar? Yes. Am I going to buy it? The answer is yes. That's, yeah. a, that's how I'm going for, and, and that's that. So um, let's talk about this uh, Joe Jackson. You know Joe Jackson Joe from Jackson. from the, um, uh, what did he sing? Stepping Out. Stepping Out, which is what you played in the break. Yep. Also, is she really going out with him? Is she really going out with him? He is the whitest white guy <laughs> yeah. ever. The, Joe Jackson is. I think he's yeah. an albino. I, mean, I think he's he white is. white. But he is. <laughs> Man, you could not tell he's that white by listening to his voice. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, he's uh, he's good, and there's a lot of pictures of him, and in the pictures, he's a cigarette smoker, of all things, mm. and there's pictures of him, and he, he's loving his cigarettes and all that stuff, and he has uh, nothing to do with tobacco at all. He's, he's a, a very successful uh, singer and songwriter. Producer. And producer, and um, he comes out with these essays, and he came out with an essay that he did research on for four years, personal research, for no other reason just to do it. And if you're going to Google it, it's called Smoke Lies and the Nanny State. You can actually find it on cool. www.joejackson.com, the official website for Joe Jackson. This is really something to read. Uh, His premise is that mild tobacco users, and he, he quantifies that as a cigarette smoker who smokes 10 or less cigarettes a day, or a cigar smoker who smokes three or less cigars a day will outlive non-smokers by an average. And this is he, he, you read you have to read the article to get everything, but an average of two years from the so-called tobacco-caused illnesses, Interesting. lung cancer, heart disease, high blood pressure, all of that stuff. Smokers live longer than 
non-smokers in all of the studies that he covers. And he, you can look in the back of his essay, and he's got, he doesn't footnote any of the notations here, um, but you can go through and actually read the other articles and spot on. I'm going to check that out. Spot on. And, and he goes through the science of it. You know, this isn't any, anything but other than science. And, you know, how they have the, the, the uh, tipping points all wrong. And, uh, you know, that, that uh, um, you know, they've been wrong on lots of things before. Um, Someone dies of lung cancer, for example. Now, the, and it turns out that they're a smoker. The doctors actually go as far as to try to prove that that person died as a result of smoking rather than taking a step back and looking at the big picture and saying, okay, this person in their family has a history of lung disease. And so, you know, you're going to die of something. You know, you get into your 80s, you're going to die of something. What are you going to die of? Okay, well, your family history says you're going to get some sort of lung cancer. You have a history of heart disease. Now you look at those cases and say, okay, of the smokers, they average a longer lifespan than the non-smokers. Let's say, for instance, um, somebody dies, they died of cancer, and they, they say to their family members, did he eat apple pie? Yes, he did. He, he would have apple pie every once in a while. Well, statistically, we checked with all the people that died of cancer, the, the, the past 10,000 people that died of cancer, and do you know 90% of the people that died of cancer liked apple pie? Therefore, apple pie is a cause of why they have... Well, and and they, this is what happened they changed, to... They actually changed the wording. Instead of saying it's the cause, they say suspected cause. Now, using the word suspected, yeah. if you're reading it and you go, okay, dictionary definition, suspected, they have suspicions, but the average person reads that and goes, oh, well, they died because they ate apple pie. So the, he actually goes into the language of... The, the manipulative, the, manipulative language. Exactly. So... He, he goes through, and he, it took him four years to write the essay. It's a 20-page essay. It does take a while to read because I'm a slow reader, but I couldn't put it down. It was fascinating. Cool. It's, it's, and then he gets into the secondhand smoke issue. There's nothing at all. Did nothing. you put this on Facebook, the link? Yes, I did. All right. I think I, saw, I didn't read it, but I saw that. I'll have to go back and check that out. So you can go to David Garofalo, G-A-R-O-F-A-L-O, David Garofalo on Facebook. You can or friend Jonathan, me. Or Jonathan, Mr. Jonathan No, you can't because we're getting very close to the amount of <laughs> Go on, David Garofalo. Friend me. You'll see the link on it. And, his, uh, uh, one, of his, yeah. one of his thoughts is that we should get rid of smoke, not smokers. Now, in this day and age, 2011, smoke eater fans, you've got the auric purifier. I saw John Sullivan walk in. There are plenty of ways, very inexpensive ways, of getting rid of not just smoke, pollen, dander, dust, yeah. hair, all of it gone through the ventilation. So you could have a club now and for very little money have the smoke just pulled right out of there and have fresh air pumped in. And the air that's being pumped in through the ventilation system is actually better than if you opened up a window and were breathing the smog. Or you could do the worst thing of all and buy chemically scented candles and Here light them go. in your house Love and it. smell that chemicals burning. I was burning. wondering how long it would take you to get back to the candles. Your, your wife must beat the snot out of you and with the candles. I'll tell you, I go, I go in the house every once in a while and I can smell it and I said, you have one of those candles burning? Leave me alone! <laughs> so she does it when I'm not around and stuff. It's poison, folks, out there. You don't want to. You don't want to burn chemicals, and and that's what I. The unfortunate thing of uh, what I'll I'll take different up on his thing is, it's not the tobacco in the cigarette that is the problem. It's the chemical. I don't know what it is totally. that's burning inside there, and that's the the issue that it is. Yep. If it was only tobacco burning, we know it's a leaf, and that's it. 
there's not a problem with and it. And even with the chemicals that they're putting in, he, you know, he proves that people smoking 10 cigarettes or less, it goes to show you everything in moderation, and you're fine. You can drink a little. My grandfather, he's 93 now, and he has two or three fingers of scotch every day. He doesn't get loaded off of it. Yep. He just has a drink, and he has seven or eight cigars a day, and he smokes fairly inexpensive stuff, you know, private label, whatever, mm-hmm. El Productos and machine-made Romeo and Juliet's. He, you know, he's he's a cheap cigar smoker, and 93? Yeah, yeah. that's incredible. He doesn't do anything, anything, anything to excess. You know, he takes a nap, 20 minutes. You know, he eats a good meal. It's a good recipe right there. It is. It totally so, is. So a social smoker... They're fun. Even with cigarettes. It doesn't matter. Even with cigarettes. I hate to say it because I don't like the way cigarettes smell, but you, there are brothers of the leaf, even if they're distant cousins, yeah. inbred, <laughs> rat bastard cousins. Well, it, it, they're still... it is a great essay. I think it was very well done, and uh, we tried to get Joe Jackson on to talk about it in length, and we will in the future. He's got an album coming out, and we're going to yep. get him on, awesome. uh, which is great musician anyway, and it would be great to talk to him anyway. But the essay is Smoke. Lies in the Nanny State by Joe Jackson. Find it, read it. It's about a 20-page read. If you're into uh, smoking... If, if you, you smoke at all, you should read it. Right. Really. And if you're not, and you and you have a problem with, with the baloney that you, that you that's out there on the subject that says secondhand, thirdhand smoke, all the problems that end up happening, read this. The guy makes great sense, and he has no reason to. I'm saying that it's okay for you and everything. Well, you know, I got skin in the game. I sell the product. If you want to look at me as, you know, of course he's saying it because he's got skin in the game. It's really how I feel, but here's a guy that has no skin in the game at all. So he made this essay. He's he's fed up with it, all the lies that are happening, smoke lies in the nanny state. Here it is. Great essay by Joe Jackson. Uh, check it out. I want to make sure Congress gets a copy of that. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> he's not even in the United States, but they're having problems. Where is he, in England? No idea. No idea. You called him. Nothing, huh? No, I didn't call him. I emailed and oh, okay. I dealt with his handlers. Okay, handlers. <laughs> his people. All right. Okay. We moving on. What are we going to do here, Mr. Jonathan? All right. We well, do it? I do want to talk a little bit about, we get lots of emails. And so email. last week, Mr. Jonathan did not have our producer, Chris, press the record button on the video podcast. And I'm very sorry. Uh, I did deal with the emails that we got. Thank you, David, for forwarding every single one of them to me with a little FYI and a smiley face, which was like a dagger and a twist. Thank you for that. Um, But we have been getting I'm not the only one paying attention. I want to let you know that. That's. I thought you were. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I don't save the videos on my webcast Wednesday because I'm not interested in having the videos on my site. So so it's a a lost video. It's a lost video. We have the podcast up. Okay, at least we have that. That's there. We actually lost one completely way yeah, back, but way back. I'll never forget. But okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so one of, the, one of the things we're getting in some of the emails is people are not that pumped about this day in history. And they'd rather hear David spout off, which is a big mistake, <laughs> spout off about his business and how, you know, some of the back-end stuff. And some of that, I think, would be fun and interesting. Well, so, this day in history is a little filler segment. It is. And it's something to talk about. And typically, in this day in history, is a few people that are smokers. I think that's what we should do, is just cover the smokers and then well, who cares about the rest of them? Without you even saying this to me, I have completely covered it this week, and we have three smokers. Today, April 30th, the 120th day of the year, 
245 days remaining till the end of the year. And we have three birthdays out there, and all three are smokers. There you go. Okay. So today, 1923, you mentioned him earlier. Al Lewis, American actor, died in 2006, best known for his role as Grandpa Munster on the television series The Munsters. And um, he was a radio broadcaster. Oh! He was also on Car 54. Car 54, which is one of my all-time favorites. Great show. Great show. Leo Schneider. (laughs) Officer Leo Schneider. Uh, Car 54, we are. He, uh, he, uh, Al Lewis, uh, died on February 18, 2006, and he was buried in his favorite cigar box. Which, that's cool. If he had the Berlin Wall cigar, that would would be be perfect. Badass one to be buried in. Look at this thing. So everyone should buy one of these and just keep it as an. I was going to say, Jonathan, because I'm in for the show. I would buy. I'm all in just for the box. It's awesome. It's an awesome cigar, anyway. But anyway, uh, Grandpa Al Lewis, big cigar smoker. So much so that he was buried in his own cigar box. That's cool. So, uh, Al Lewis. No one really sure is sure how old he was because he lied about his age to get on the Monsters. He was actually older than, uh, younger than his daughter, daughter on the show. Then Lily, that was his daughter in the show, he was actually younger than her. Yvonne DiCarlo. And he was playing the father. And he could pull it off from he looks. He pulled it off. Wow. So he was a unique-looking cartoon character, if you ever saw him. I saw interviews with him uh, years later and stuff. A pretty wild guy. He owned a restaurant in New York City, and he was a pretty wild guy anyway. But Al Lewis' birthday, 1923. Also, this day in 1940, Burt Young, American actor, painter, and author. Yo, Paulie! He's Paulie! From the film Meraki. I don't sweat you. He was also on Back to School, The Pope of Greenwich Village. That's right. Great character actor. He's still alive. Born 1940 this day. Cigar smoker. Big cigar smoker. Didn't know that. And this next guy was actually not a cigar smoker, but he is a smoker. Born this day in 1933. Willie Nelson. He smokes. He smokes. <laughs> he smokes. He doesn't, right. he doesn't, is, is, he doesn't Johnny, even smoke cigarettes. I, is, I was going to say, is that a brother of the leaf? He's a, yeah. is, he's he's a that brother, count? all right. Is he a brother of the leaf? All right, so I need I need a little bit of leeway for this next one. Uh, we're going to stay on, on That's Willie. That's it. There's three people that were born this day. We're going to stay on Willie for one second. Okay. We, I need 22 seconds of you just being quiet and listening, because this is a riot. All right. I always heard that his herb was top shelf. Lord, I just could not wait to find out for myself. Well, don't knock it till you tried it, and I've tried it, my friend. I'll never smoke weed with Willie again. <laughs> All right, now you can talk. Thank you. Uh, Willie Nelson, today's is, uh, he was born 1933, still out there, smoking like a chimney, not cigarettes, not cigars. I but... saw him on Larry King a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Larry King's gone. Uh, so it must have been probably months okay. ago. Whenever, it was like one of his last shows. Yeah, yeah. And they had him on, and yeah. He's, he's like... He's uh, burnt out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I'll tell you, he's still releasing albums, and I buy them because... He admitted to smoking before coming on the show. Well, I'm Larry King. I, I can't. I can't say that I blame him for that. <laughs> you need something to be able to get through that interview. Well, and we should celebrate the death today. Somebody died this day uh, in 1945. Uh, Australian German. He was the dictator of Nazi Germany. Died this day in 1945. Adolf Hitler, dead uh, this day, 1945. Uh, Mr. Hitler. 
Uh, Mr. Hitler. Yes. Uh, that speech That's all I have. Sorry. That's it. There's not much. <laughs> so anyway, that's it for this day in history. And is that is that it? It. That's it. Uh, is that it? It. I don't know. I want to reserve the right to. If we throw. come across a smoker, we're still going to throw it in. So the couple of people that sent the emails complaining about this day in history, you're right. It's a dumb segment, and I've been saying that from the beginning. I do everything I can between Chuck and I to get the sound bites to make it interesting, and it is boring. Well, I appreciate the criticism, and I want a constructive criticism. It is nice. But what, I, what we need is constructive criticism on the positive to say, you don't have to tell us how good we're doing, but tell us, why don't you do this Feedback. instead? Why don't you do That'll that? Be good. But just to say, Everybody, stop doing this. We've got to fill two hours. Jeff Pincus says everyone's got a two-hour show in them, and we do this 52 times a year. So we would really like some help on what you'd like to hear on the Cigar Authority. Uh, guests, we can't have every guest on, and, and I know some people have put it on our Facebook page, The Cigar Authority, on Facebook. Uh, like it, and then you can get some of our updates and stuff. They've put some stuff on, guests that we haven't been able to get in touch with, and I apologize, we don't always respond if we can't get them on. Uh, Everybody, everybody's coming. Let me tell you, this is we're here in New England. We're we're operating uh, three retail stores here in the New Hampshire area in the winter time. Nobody, none of these fair weather guys down in Florida, Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, they don't want to fly up here. It's freezing cold. They don't even understand why we live here. I hear it all the time. But now the nice weather is coming. We got lots of events coming up, and we got lots of cigar celebrities coming up to join us. For instance, and this is the segue. See how this worked? This was a segue. You, you don't said, just throw out random no, words. No, you just don't say, uh, oh, speaking of full moon, full moon, then... which has nothing to do with anything. It, <laughs> this is the segue, and this is how it works. Uh, Maurice Cokes. Maurice has a cigar brand out there that we smoked. Yep. What are you going for sound for? No, I'm I'm, I'm preparing myself. We got two minutes. I got to get a bumper ready. I'm listening to you. I have headset. So We're almost done. Okay. Maurice uh, has a brand. Viajuelo, right? Yeah, say it right. It right. Viajuelo, along with Antonius, he's going to be on next week with us. We're going to do a pig roast here in the Seabrook store. It's a twenty-dollar pig roast, all the pig you can eat, and we're going to have a couple of cigars for every person. And we got a room for about fifty people. Uh, it'll probably sell out today or tomorrow. If, you, if you're interested in going, come by two guys in Seabrook, buy a ticket, meet uh, Maurice on Friday. What's that about? I'm pointing. This is radio. That's it. That's the pig roast. All right, cool. That, that is the pig roaster. We're going to roast it right outside the door. Yeah, we got a hundred pound pig coming in. What are you doing, man? Sorry, I didn't know I had the play thing. Jeez. So uh, Maurice is coming on Friday. On Saturday, we're going to go to the Seabrook store. That's what we're going to do with the Cigar Authority next week. And Maurice will be there all day. He'll tell us about his cigars. He's a wealth of knowledge, and we're going to have a good time with Maurice. I'm going to apologize for talking bad about his rapper because he'll be there standing next to me. Right. The following week, uh, which should be May 14th, uh, on Thursday we got Rocky Patel in the Nashua store. On the Friday we got him in the Seabrook store. And on Saturday he'll be in the Salem store, which we'll be at again. Uh, we'll do the Cigar Authority there, and it'll be Rocky Patel live with us, and he'll tell us about his new new stuff coming out, including the Rocky Patel Vintage Cameroon, which I hope to smoke there, and I will give him a call in advance and make sure he can bring that with him. So that'll be uh, May 14th show. May 19th, um, we are going to have an event with Jonathan Drew. It's Brinner with Jonathan Drew. Brinner. That is breakfast at dinner. Cool. It's going to be a Thursday night. And if you know uh, Jonathan Drew's cigars, he has a cigar called Egg. 
He has a cigar called Toast. He's got the Flying Pig. So it's all breakfast to us. Cool. So we're going to serve breakfast, and we're going to eat and smoke all this stuff. And it's Brenna with Jonathan Drew, and that's going to be May 19th. Tickets are $49.95, and they're available right now, too. Lots more coming up. So right. we're running out of time. Lots more coming up next week. Stick around, everybody, next week. Join us at the Salem, New Hampshire, Two Guys Smoke Shop store. Is that it? That's it. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashville, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire, or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere, and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job, and I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- 475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. WWZN Boston. The Terriers of Boston University are the national champions. Your home for Boston University men's hockey and men's basketball.